0: We are the creators of reality Those who have mastered perseverance Those who thrive despite attempts to thwart us Those who make magic at the root Of the very trees they hung us from. We are the mountains and the rivers. We are the sun and the moon. We are sand and gems. We are the first and the final. We be big and small. We be light and dark. We be seasoned and youthful. We be sensual and sacred. Those gifted and divine. Those powerful and radical. Those vibrant and ancestral. We are the creators of reality. We are the Black Oasis. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Black Oasis Podcast. I'm your host, Kaya Supreme, and this is the place where we lay it all down. And today's guest is absolutely stunning, if you can't tell. But not only is she beautiful outside, she's beautiful inside. You see some of that art? Look at her background, y'all. Look at some... Look at... Ooh! Now, let me tell you something, there's as a creative, there's something so special and soft about creative people, about people who make things with their hands or their minds or just like spiritual expression through any kind of medium. And this woman, not only does she, not only is she soft and loving and caring, but she makes some of the most beautiful art. Um. I think we connected and vibe on that level. Anytime we're together, anytime we hang out, uh, we laugh so much, Um, swap stories, but really just always end up talking about the spirit of a thing or the emotion of a thing or how something made us feel. And I really cherish and value those sisterhoods that I have. And so without further ado, the magnanimous, the divine the fantastic, the beautiful, the creative vessel, Ayolani.
1: woo Woo!
0: And known to some as the beautiful Hadia Kifa Watani. So Ayo, please, why don't you just give us a little background about who you be? Where are you from? What makes you, you? What have you seen, felt? experience that makes you the vessel that you are right now
1: wow well first off thanks for that that's the best introduction i think i've ever gotten but (laughs) i hope so (laughs) so thank you for that very you always hype me up higher i love that thank you um so alani reed from the bx um boogie down south bronx okay Old Yankee Stadium, not the new one. For those who know, you know. Oh. Wrap um, <laughs> your sack. Yes. Um. And you said, "What makes me me?" Yeah. Who you be? Who I be? Uh. Grew up in a one parent household. First class sergeant. Crazy Caribbean sweetheart. At, <laughs> sweetheart in the same breath too. Um. Saint Thomas Master. What's up? Um. Yeah. I think my mom played a part in how I grew up um, because she was always loving, but she always had a, a firm hand. She went from the the Army Reserves into teaching, and then I think that's where I got my love for che- teaching. Um, she was also one of those mothers where it was like, I will be damned if you become a statistic. <laughs> and the teenage pregnancy... Um, drug dealer drug dealer's daughter so you're about to go into all these different programs so I was a child actress um up until about 18 19 I was a a tennis player art anything you could think of I was in (laughs) but I think the most impact impact I was a teacher from the age I can't put it on my resume but I taught (laughs) from like sixth grade I was holding classes in sixth grade because my mom was like you got to come straight after school and as a matter of fact i need to go use the bathroom so you're going to teach them because you know how to do it already and y'all better respect my daughter or else i'm coming with zeros um yeah, wow. <laughs> yeah. Shout, out to,
0: yeah shout out to mothers who put us in things and try to figure our stuff out you know because i mean now you can say look i mean these are these are Things, talents, gifts that um, you now have access to later on mm-hmm. in life. And uh, and so do you feel like you were... So I'm sorry, everybody. She's a teacher by profession. <laughs> um, so like, do you feel like, you know, teaching um, like, like you were born to teach or, you know, what is it about that art form? Because I think teaching is an art form in particular that, you know, that's sustained you so far in life.
1: Yeah. This is my 18th year.
0: Wow.
1: Yeah. And that's not counting before, but it's the 18th year. Um, when I think about it, I can, I will say that I think I was called um, to do something with the, the development of a child.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, I don't believe in the classroom. Um <laughs> Is ran by syst- the system mm. of education. I do not agree with the system of education. Um, but I do believe in the development of a child and showing a child their true beauty, mm. their own, the power that they possess. And that's like what has been driving me through what can be a very toxic field. Yeah. Um, and I know one of your questions is about desert experience in desert i think that's where <laughs> i've experienced my most desert experience because it's a field that they demand you they don't even ask nicely they demand you to pour
0: yeah
1: and being a teacher most of us we pour um from the heart without any problem but to be demanded to pour on top of what you already give naturally mm-hmm. and nothing left to pour back into you. There's no sense of reciprocity. Mm. And not to mention that it's a system where it's meant to subjugate a marginalized people. Mm. It's meant to conform a marginalized people. It's not meant to elevate or recognize that a people has a power that we need to pour into and grow because it will elevate a larger community. Yeah. You know what I mean? So... That's what has been driving me from the long run. Yeah, you know, I
0: mean, because it's like, we have to be considered valuable in order for a perspective to be had that, that, like, in order for us to be seen uh, in a way that that thinks about the big picture of what we can contribute. Mm -hmm. But when you're automatically, you know, commodified, when you're automatically seen as, um. I would just say less than, you know, mm-hmm. when you're seen as less than Then, you know, then the intention is to make sure that you say that. But, you know, that's kind of funny to me because it's like if you weren't really worried about a people and you weren't really worried and you thought people were less than you, then why work so hard to keep them disjointed keep them and disconnected? There must be some sort. There, So you must know something. But you know what? The powers that be know the thing that you and I know and that so many others know. And I hope that all of us know eventually is that we are Creators, we are the creators. We are divine. We are powerful. Um, Then that's the you know again. That's why we're living proof of that because you and I are both black women who've grown up in various systems, um, made it through the system of education, uh, patriarchy, uh, white supremacy, whatever um, Mm -hmm. social construct or system, whatever institution that you that you can name, we've survived and we actually thrive. Thrive so much that we can create things. Mm -hmm. And earth things and make new things and still do what we were created to do in spite of all the muck and mire. So I hear you saying you go through this desert and the teaching pulls and pulls. And I know that it's so hard, especially with children. You know, I was a nanny for 13 years working in an intimate setting. You know, Mm -hmm. I also studied education and know that everything from the standardized testing to all the red tape and protocols that you all have to meet Beyond just actually connecting emotionally and mentally with the child, how do you take care of? It? How do you hydrate yourself? How do you replenish yourself? How do you stay balanced? How do you stay in it for eighteen years? That's such a long time.
1: It's surreal to even say it out loud, right? <laughs> um, there have been times where I didn't. I I don't know. Um, recently, so I could be transparent, I had a breakdown. Last year, a bad breakdown in the middle of the lobby of the school, mm. yelling at leadership, y'all don't give a f about our kids. Stop mm. acting like you do, you white saviors. And da 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 my, like my colleagues heard me, and was mm. one of them walked in on me, like about to flip tables, <laughs> literally. And um, she called a few other colleagues down who grabbed me up real quick and was like, you got to pull it together. But it was it was the moment when I realized I was doing too much, and yeah. I and people will say, "Oh, you care too much," in which I'll say, "Because these are my kids. Mm-hmm. I spend eight hours a day with these children, mm-hmm. and they are the future of my community. Mm-hmm. I come from these communities, and I'll be damned if this community keeps on with the cycle." But all that to say. I realized in a way in which I was giving too much and not pouring back in. Yeah. And there was a way in which I was giving too much without, and I started to lose a sense of gratitude. Mm. Um, and I think the next year I came in real light and flowy and being able to accept only the things that I can change yeah. and not worrying about the things that I knew were out of my hands. Mm-hmm. Um, so I started a getting it from my, my students, yeah. Um, I had a, a poetry course that I was running for eleventh graders and I forced them kids to write. And <laughs> like one of the things in my classroom was you finna express one way or another. We will be expressing today. And it got to the point where some of their pieces were so raw and mm-hmm. real. One of my students um had a poem about his mom. He takes care of his mom who's sick. And the way that he wrote it, it reminded me of a time that I'm going through with my mother. And I started crying. Like, I had to walk out the class. <laughs> and he called on when um, they're like, what's happening to her? What's happening? And I'm bawling outside like a baby. And I came back in and I just nodded. At, I just pointed at him. and He said he came up in the middle of the class and he hugged me. and He's like, I got you, miss. We here for each other. Mm. And I think that's where I started to feel like the pouring in. I'm not gonna get it from the adults, yeah, but I'm damn sure I'm gonna get it from these kids. Yeah. Right. So it became the creative spaces within an institution that doesn't believe in creativity. Right. That I started to replenish myself along with exercising. <laughs> that was <really>
0: <laughs> that's dope because you built it into the classroom. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as a result, we're able to find a way to work around the demands. Cause the, the system, if it does change and it, it has evolved, but will change at its own rate, at its own speed, we mm-hmm. might not live to see certain things. We hope we do. Um, but to have peace is the most important uh, aspect of our reality. I think no matter what you do, you know, like <laughs> I love Harriet Tubman, everybody noticed, but you know, because that's like, that's my marker right there. That's my marker for excellence, Harriet Tubman. Because against all the odds, every odd ever created, all mm-hmm. the odds, um, this woman was able to press through, like, health issues, slavery, like, even just the own demise and the own internalized self-hatred of the people she was trying to save, like, all these things. and. I just want. I just hope. I'm like, if she when she transitioned, she had to have had peace. I hope she had peace Mm -hmm. to know, you know, that her leg, not her legacy, but her work of of liberating would live on. And I think that's what educators do. They liberate, um, they heal, they nurture, they grow. Um, And so it's just beautiful to see how passionate you are, that you care enough to risk your. Because listen, you it could have went another way. You could have not walked in that school and. Who could have not walked in that school next year at all, much less light. Mm. And the fact that I think your work and your value speaks and covers you in those moments, but you found a solution through love that also benefits the seeds that you're watering. So how has, well, first of all, let's talk about this. What does Hadia mean?
1: Oh, it means her gifts lead us to righteousness.
0: <laughs> well <laughs> yep. we're gonna say we're gonna say less. Um, <laughs> we're gonna say less. Um, and so how has community impacted your process? How has community impacted your life? And I mean mm. like all your people,
1: mama, Auntie, all, all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, whew, okay. Uh so and it's funny you said mama because being a single parent, mm-hmm. she didn't use that as an excuse. She mm-hmm. brought in community. I was raised by army family, blood family, god parent whole building, whole block. <laughs> Community was deep before I got to Ndugu and Zinga, um, to community in Highbridge. I was going to jump by the bloods and being alive. I, yeah. <laughs> I was in sixth grade, y'all. Quick, quick, quick. Please
0: tell us. Please tell us.
1: I was in sixth grade. I went to a Catholic school in the middle of Highbridge and I had on burgundy, and this blood, this blood dude was like, "Yo, rep your set." And I looked at him, looked at my uniform. I said, "Bro, learn your colors. This is burgundy, not red. Stop pressing me." And then that's when my community of <laughs> peers came, like, "Whoa, whoa, 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 sorry, bro. Sorry. She don't, she do know no matter."
0: Eleven. <laughs> Why was he pressing a child? in, in, a, in a, a young, a young lady at that. Like, you're weird. Like, it can't never be that serious. Mr. Bloodster, if you're watching, I right. <laughs> respect your community, but chill, you know? But
1: chill, but that's how I really got one. But I was 11 years old about talking about, you need to learn your colors. But anyway, all that to say, like community has helped me, A, in the sense of knowing, I wrote a quote next to this where it says, eyes can't see themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, The community helps me to see myself um and a true community sees me in my process of learning to accept and see and know myself yeah when it comes to my development there's places in which commu- I've been ple- I've been blessed uh with a community that has shielded me from places in which I could have very much lost my life uh, and sorry for the ums I'm trying very far. <laughs> yeah, uh, And ultimately, they have loved me enough to forgive me where I've fallen short. Mm-hmm. I can be very sharp at the mouth. Mm-hmm. I used to be a fighter and a half. And that's all because of pent-up emotions and not knowing how to navigate through the things I was feeling. I wasn't given the tools at the time. And the beautiful thing about community is it adds on people that incite that you need in those moments of your life. So although my family may not have provided me with the tools I needed as far as navigating emotions, eventually I was blessed with a community of Indugu and Zinga who taught me to navigate those emotions. And it continues to add on to even now being in a new school building where they acknowledge the, um, the aesthetics that I bring to the table, And they understand the vision that I have where it's like, no, we're going to do this as a community. We're going to utilize the gifts of everyone and we're going to beautify this space and elevate this space for everyone. Mm -hmm. So it's. I'm learning how not to isolate anymore and embrace community, even in places where they have hurt me. Mm -hmm. And just realizing that it's just a whole bunch of humans going through it together. So, listen. just as they've been there for me, I have to learn how to be a good community member in seeing them in the places where they fall short and helping them through their journey as well. So, it's reciprocity in the same breath, too.
0: That, listen, I was talking to, shout out to Baba Omotosho Jojimani. Um, I was t- talking to him a couple weeks ago, maybe a month or so. And we were talking about, um, it's the best analogy I've ever heard, like all, I can't even, I can't. Um, We were talking about how we have spiritual practices and we have health practices. Like our lifestyle is like a diaper. Hmm. Like, you know, we know kids, right? What do kids do before they're potty trained? They they defecate, right? But (laughs) it doesn't bother us. Right. Why? Because we expect it, you know, like you don't have the expectation that a one month old is going to be potty trained. Uh, You don't even have the expectations for some two year olds, you know, it depends. Mm -hmm. Um, And and, and depending upon the package, you know, and and even as we get older, we have the expectation and hope that people will discard (laughs) their shit properly and be healthy and clean and wash hands. Right. Our spiritual practice, our lifestyle, our, our our tools, our toolkit mm-hmm. is a diaper because if you're going to people, if people going to be peopling, people don't shit. <laughs> and and so he was telling and pressing me, you know, not to like have a healing ritual as a result of something that's taking place, but to always be in healing ritual so that when oh, something yeah. does take place, I'm already full. And so my question is, what, like, when you look at education, you look at the, the education system, what are some things that we can make a diaper for our children? Like, what are some things that we could put in place to catch the shit as it falls? Because I know you've probably experienced and heard and had some children confide in some precious things to you and your things that you just wanted to scoop them up out of. And so, from mm. your sight, right, and from your eyes, what are some things that everyone can do to prepare? And equip our children uh, in an e- emotional and and mental, mentally spiritually sound way.
1: Mm. That's so that's so good. Um, yeah. First off, listen. There's a way, and let me back up. Not listen to fix.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Just listen. Yeah. Cause there's a way in which, especially our children now, I'm getting chills. <laughs> I'm
0: sorry, <laughs> Just, that was good, girl.
1: Was, I'm listening. Oh my gosh, because especially the children nowadays, yes, they have loving households. Many of them, some of them don't have households at all, but they're going through this internally they're talking with their peers who are on the same level as them Mm -hmm. and there's no one to kind of like stretch their sight Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and these are they they are like these young kids i work with high schoolers mainly too but children in general when you talk to them they are smarter Mm -hmm. and beyond their years than we give enough credit to but they just don't seem to have the outlets anymore to have discourse Mm. Or just to have a sounding board, yeah, yeah, and we need to just listen, yeah. right, and then just hold space. One of the things that I do, um, I braid a lot of my boys' hair, I had to step back a little bit because I'm going through a transition. <laughs> but after school, um, Miss Alani, as they say, or Miss Reed, <laughs> can you do my hair? Can you do my locks? And they sit there. And they talk about their girls, sex, drugs, whatever. And I'm not in teacher mode anymore, Mm -hmm. where it's like, oh, you shouldn't do drugs. Mm -hmm. It's just more so like listening to understand Mm -hmm. and create that safe space. Some of my students don't want to talk. They sleep. It's a safe space. Just let them be, Mm -hmm. right? And then I think the other component is this society moves so fast in a way in which we're expecting our kids to be older than what they are that they forget to be kids. Yeah. Let them create. Yeah. One of my classes I was like, we going to color these mandalas. <laughs> color. I say, yeah, y'all need to work on your your uh, your your modal skills anyway. Yes, we coloring. <laughs> and the way that the classroom just felt so at ease. You know what I mean? They don't get a chance to play anymore. Yeah. So allowing them to explore art of any form is also beautiful, whether it's through words, uh, painting, coloring, because it gives them a chance to maneuver through those emotions, too. It's a form of meditation. It's a form of reflection. And they don't realize that they're doing it. And that's okay. And I would say the last component is putting those seeds in. You know, you have a book that has a dope lesson about life. Help them read the book. There's a song with a message. Introduce them to that song. Get it to them the best way they can because they don't really know their spiritual practices yet. Mm. So to come out, God is, and they they might ask you, Who the hell is God? Mm -hmm. All right, bet. But we're going to have this, um, we're going to read this book, The Alchemist, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. We're going to paint a picture, and you're going to figure out who God is through you. You know what I mean? So it doesn't matter how small the seed is. What's I'm not good at quoting verses from the Bible, but that, ma'am, that tiny seed,
0: the mustard seed,
1: the mustard seed.
0: (laughs) You got the wrong one, baby. I don't know either.
1: (laughs) But faith, faith, the
0: size of a mustard seed.
1: Come on now. (laughs) Exactly, something, something. But Mm -hmm. if it's if you're planting a seed as small as a mustard seed or as big as an avocado seed, it don't matter. Plant it. You know what I mean? I will run
0: away from this podcast right now. <laughs> it don't matter. And you know what? Oh, speaking of seeds, and this is one of my favorite things about seeds. Did you know that some seeds have to be burnt? They have to like go through fire in order to blossom. Or some seeds have to be digested. By an animal and then defecated out in order to 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 germinate, to to bear fruit. Did you know that?
1: So they gotta go through hell and bullshit. Bullshit. <laughs> 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 yeah. <laughs> exactly.
0: Exactly.
1: Even my bird felt it. Like
0: <laughs> I heard, I heard, even like literally. In order to manifest and germinate their fruit, their fruit, let's be scratched. Some have to have super high heat. Some have to have low heat. It depends on, and every seed is different.
1: Every mm. seed is different.
0: Some seeds just don't germinate, you know. But the the ones that do get the opportunity to. And the ones that do grow and the ones that bear fruit their next automatic thing is to release more seeds that's just what it does so for you know you're the water you the water you the sun you're the you might be the animal you might we are all depending upon how god orchestrates us and where god places us and puts us i might be the animal today that has to not intentionally because I wouldn't, but I'm just saying our people, the things, our trials and tribulations, they're still serving us. Mm-hmm. It's still for, it's still for you. Even if it hurts, it's still for you. Ooh. Now, you yeah. know what we talked about before we got on here.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's something about learning what kind of seed you are. Learning what kind of seed you are that, um, will save your life. We'll save your life. <laughs> we'll mm-hmm. save your life. And, and so thank God for spiritual contracts. Thank God for community. Thank God for sisters and brothers mm-hmm. and, and non-gender conforming folks. And thank God for just pit bulls and parrots and mamas. You know, just thank God because all those things are uh, a part of our, our germination process. Yeah. So I ask everybody the same question at the very end. If you had one wish for Black people that could come true tomorrow, go to sleep, wake up, come true tomorrow,
1: what would it be? Hmm. Oh man! Okay. See, that's what a Libra kicking in again. You said one, <laughs> so one. I want to. I wish for us to heal. May I say, my initial response is seeing our power. Mm-hmm. But then I had to think about it because before we could even see our greatness. We have to heal. That's a word. Um, there's, there's a way in which we're still stuck because we're still stuck. Yeah. We have to heal the the centuries of like I don't even want to get into all of it, but like slavery, my, mm-hmm. like all of that. We have to. There's stuff that we still carry. Mm-hmm. Um, that that's in our DNA mm-hmm. and there's stuff that we carry when it comes to how we feel about families we don't talk enough about uh rape and molestation within families and how some of our family members are here today because of rape and mol- molestation Hello. and that's a whole different topic but like we don't we don't talk about it enough so therefore we haven't acknowledged it to even begin to heal it and because we haven't began to heal it, we haven't created the tools that we need to save future communities. So before we can do anything else, I would love to save wealth and power and elevation, <laughs> and, but the root, I really wish for us to intentionally heal first. So that way we could create the pathway to then allow everything, because we have it, it's there already. Yeah, But a hard heart cannot be you can't plant anything in concrete. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. harder. It takes longer.
0: Unless it's black. <laughs> <Well>. <laughs> but, you know, mm-hmm. uh, we, we, we have to be careful of this this comfort driven society that we live in because, uh, although, you know, black women in particular, um, black men, you know, black people, um, black trans folk, black sister to folk, black. Everybody black. Mm -hmm. Um, So I I was about to say black men in particular, but I don't, I've been talking to a lot of black men recently and everybody's, everybody's in pain. Everybody's Mm -hmm. in pain um, and and experiencing hurt um, and carrying trauma. But it's so funny because the society will have you running from the very thing that will heal you, which is the discomfort. Like, yeah, I could order a car tomorrow and show up at my house if I have the means. Like, you know, we don't have to, you don't never believe your home. You can order groceries. You can order all the clothes you want. Know You're not going to wear them nowhere, but you can make a TikTok video with them on. And people think you don't wear it somewhere. I mean, it's like all these comforting, you know, ease things. And I'm all for a soft life, so I'm not saying that because I, I believe I deserve that. But at the same time, when it comes time to doing the work, if you break your leg, they might have to reset that mug first before you put it in a cast and you don't want to go to the doctor because you don't want to hear any bad news or you don't want to go to the doctor because they might touch it and it's going to hurt. You have to. And so that healing process um, is is scary to people and daunting. And I pray that your wish comes true and that people get the strength and the the examples of Mm. what living a healthy life looks like so they desire it too because there is no destination in healing. You know, there's just... It's forever. It's forever. But we don't want to pass down this trauma to our seeds as things that we want to break cycles, break patterns, break negative cycles and negative patterns, and reinforce positive cycles and positive patterns. So I'm here. I support. I support that wish. And um and I do believe it's happening. It is. In pockets. Throughout the world. It's happening. It's happening enough for us to have created this. And then whoever watches it. They'll be Tushé. blessed. Because you blessed me today, child. Thank you.
1: Hey. The thank way you blessed me. Come on. Every
0: day, Kaya. Listen. Thank you for just, uh, number one. Thank you for being flexible. Thank you for being willing. Thank you for being beautiful. Thank you for caring too much. Mm. Thank you for caring too much. Because it's, it's, that's what we need. And thank you for uh, being invested in being your best self so that your care comes out in the most effective way. You press. And I love that. I love that. I love that. I love that. I love you. Wish you nothing but the best. I hope, you you know, your transition that um, may happen happens. And I get to see you all the time. I pray for that however I can accept whatever the spirit decides I'm mature enough to do that anyway I love you I love you love you too and I hope you have a phenomenal phenomenal week
1: you too queen
0: thank you everybody for supporting and listening to Black Oasis Um, make sure that you are following and subscribed on all the socials on Facebook it's at Black Oasis on Instagram it's at Black Oasis ATL I know I wanted to be the same across the board but some stuff was taken on youtube it's at black oasis we mm-hmm. be on spotify we be on apple Podcasts. we want iheart radio we be on amazon jumps we be on all them things you could just google black oasis podcast and it's gonna come right up Hurt bless you. your heart so thank you for listening pass it on to somebody you love and until next time stay black but you don't have a choice and lucky you <laughs> peace peace